0: What's up guys, Flash Stewie here, and today I want to talk to you guys about the NCAA and the absolute craziness that's going on. And always remember to subscribe to me if this is YouTube and if this is a podcast, always remember to follow what I am doing. Anyways, NCAA, there is some absolute craziness that's going on here, and I just really want to dive into what's what this whole thing is all about. So if you haven't heard lately, the news is that... The NCAA has been paying to recruit players in the basketball league and also their football league. And my thoughts on this are this. It is so funny how this has been the worst kept secret in the history of secrets. The NCAA has been known to recruit players through money for really some years. This has been a prominent thing. And... The fact that this is coming out and it took the FBI, a federal investigation, to really go about talking about this thing, to really expose it, it just shows you that where we are as a society. Now one of the things that really struck out to me is the amount of big name players in the NBA that have been attached to this. You know, pretty much any star you can think of has been paid someone under the table. And if you've ever had a friend who's played in the NCAA, you would have known that there's a lot of different perks, like free thrones, free shoes, you know, your stipends and all that stuff. And my whole regards to this is it's crazy how the NCAA has been a non-profit and has been able to, in front of our faces, steal money from athletes. Now, I don't know where you guys grow up, but... I grew up up in Canada. And in Canada, we have something called the OHL. Now, what's crazy about the OHL is that amateur athletes in the OHL, um, these guys are grade 10 to 12 even, you can play in the OHL, you can get paid as a grade 10, as a 15-year-old, you can get paid um, a monthly allowance to play for a a semi-pro team. And you are not bringing in billions of dollars. NCAA players are marketed like crazy through the cities, right? They have these giant stadiums. And these guys are bringing in billions of dollars. Like that one deal that um, the NC, what was it with CBS, I think? Let me just, NCAA, CBS. Look at this, $8.8 billion dollars. That the NCAA did with a deal with CBS for the basketball tournament, just just giving them the rights, the CBS the rights to show uh, March Madness. They did 8.8 billion dollars, and how much of that did the players receive? Almost nothing. So a lot of people give the argument that you know these players are getting free educations, they're getting free ride scholarships, and because of that, they shouldn't get paid. The funny thing about this argument is, it's such an ingenuous argument when you really think about it. It is just so, so wrong. Um, when you go to school, when I go to school, I'm not going for the education. I can learn anything that I'm learning at school online on the computer. That's just facts. The reason you go to get a higher education is because you're getting the degree. The degree is the main thing. The degree will get you a job in your field. And the way we're living nowadays, the degree doesn't even guarantee it. It's just the best option. If you're looking to be a lawyer, study law, you're looking to be a doctor, study medicine. When you go to the NCAA as an athlete, why on earth would you go there to get a degree? It literally makes zero sense. The business proposition, and this is D1 American athletes, I'm saying. Any other league, I understand, but a D1 American athlete, it makes no sense, right? If you're really good, you're trying to do a one and done. If you're somewhat good, maybe you do two years. But if you're an athlete and you're the top 001% in your class of athletes, what is a degree going to teach you about your sport that's going to help you get to the next level? And better yet, with, even without a degree, do you not think that there is some people out there, that there is some people who just want a professional athlete, whether that's um, you know to help them train within that sport or if it's helped to do, be an athletic therapist, you know, some sort of workout, some sort of coaching job, some sort of behind-the-seeds digital media campaign. Like, it is very valuable to be an ex-athlete and then to go to somewhere in the athletics, whether it's the sports marketing side. There, there's a lot of things that you have an experience with where your tangible experience of playing actually precedes itself. It's, it's almost as someone who's, you know, gone into school, become, for some reason, become, I don't know, they worked with their family in a Fortune 500 company. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I just kind of lost my, my train of thought. But my main thing is this, the NCAA has been the worst kept secret ever. You got to pay these players. And what I'm super interested in, in seeing is the competition that's going to open up because of this. I have my biggest eye on someone like LeVar Ball, who has gone on record and saying that he wants to create another l- league parallel to the NCAA, that's going to pay players to play basketball, you know, depending on what level your recruit is, you are going to get paid in a certain tier, 100 grand, 80 grand, 50 grand, depending on how good of a basketball player basically you are. And with stories like this coming about around the NCAA, it looks very likely that something like this will take off. Now remember, a lot of these players are good enough out of high school to play in the NBA. Case in point, someone like Kyrie Irving, right? So after the one-and-done rules created where you have to at least spend a year out of high school to play in the pros, Kyrie got drafted by, I believe it was Duke, and through that whole year, he was injured. He barely played any games, and somehow he was still the number one overall pick. What is that telling you? That's clearly telling you that NCAA did little to nothing to really get him ready for his NBA career. Yet he was the number one pick. For a lot of sports, it's very obvious how great these players are early. LeBron James, very obvious. You know he was going to be the best player when he was like 16. There is, there is no ifs, ands, or about it, right? And to to go about it and somehow cheat these players out of you know, their hard-earned money, to me, it just seems ridiculous. Especially when you look at a sport like hockey that plays them so early, you know, you look at all these other sports and it just doesn't make any sense, especially when you're bringing in billions of dollars from that earlier of age. But what do you guys think? Do you guys think that these players should be paid or should not be paid? And what do you think the NCAA is going to do about this? I would love to hear your feedback. Always, you know, I'm on Twitter, obviously, at Fly Stewie. You can hit me up on there, or if this is YouTube, you can just leave a, you know, you can leave a good old, (laughs) you can leave a good old comment in the box and always remember to subscribe to me on YouTube. But I would love to know what you guys think about this. Do you think that these players are, should get paid? In my biggest opinion, the NCAA is in a lot of trouble in the next five years. Because of the advent and the commencement of something like social media. Social media has really come to the maturity point where things like this just don't fly under the radar. You know, with the Me Too movement and everything, a lot of injustices are getting pointed out. And with the players able to talk directly now, the players are able to talk directly with with their audience, fans can really see what's going on here. You know, a lot of these players are living basically paycheck to paycheck. You're, you're playing and you're committing around 12 to 14 hours of your day to the student-athlete life, especially the athletics part, and you're not getting paid anything. And then you can barely, <laughs> you can barely, you know, pay your groceries, right? You have top players admitting that they were living off a noodle diet when they're a D1 athlete bringing in billions of dollars. It just doesn't make any sense. And what's going to happen in the NCAA is the corruption is too deep. I don't think worldwide they can go on and really change the culture at every school. A lot of big schools are named this implication of um, paying players under the table when, of course, it's a rule that they can't. And it's going to be hard for them to really, as a non-profit in quotes, go about and start paying people because they really would have to change their business structure. All in all, my thing is the NCAA is opening itself up to competition. The NBA might even step in and start allowing players to directly enter the G League from high school or have some sort of feeder program, some AAU-sponsored teams that are also getting paid and generating money. If you're looking at... like just the generating opportunity or the money opportunity that a lot of these players have uh, through this. Look at someone like LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is not even a top 10 player, yet this guy has his own shoe. When he praised Zion Williamson, it's basically a hazard, a public health hazard, because of how much people are trying to sneak into the game and watch them. And you're going to start seeing more of this, where players are famous before they even play a game. Look at someone like LeBron James Jr., Right now, this guy is in middle school going to be a freshman. And we all want to watch him. We all want to watch him in person. How much money could he generate? How much ticket sales could he generate for you to watch his game? Young kids are marketable. And the NBA most likely is going to have some sort of feeder system similar to hockey here in Canada with the OHL where play young players are going to be able to get paid money for doing what they love to do and not having to go with this ncaa route one of the other things that's really weird about this is players they can't even make money off of they can't even make money off of their likeness like you can't go down to the store to a mom and pop shop and make an extra 500 dollars um, off of signing autographs there You know, you can't go on any billboards, you can't make money off being on a radio host or any sort of gigs like that. Like, you do not even own your likeness, which is just crazy, and it's almost anti-capitalist. It's almost against the overall business perspectives, where you come and you join this organization and they own your rights. You know, if you get a 9-to-5 for most jobs, not only do they pay you, but you own your 5-to-9, you own what you do after, pretty much. So it's just crazy to think that this has been going on for so long and that's one of those things about social media that I love is the fact that we can just have these conversations. We can talk about these things. And a lot of these these hard issues are getting figured out because of the the, the microscopic um you know just the highlight that we're putting on as a society around these issues. So all in all, I'm really excited about um, to see how this is going to come off. I really want to look into this more and see how this develops. And in five years and under my take, I don't think that the NCAA is going to be the, the monopolistic player. And I think there's going to be at least one or two prominent leagues in NCAA football and basketball that start popping up with the uh, open competition. Always remember... Once again, this has been Fly Stewie. Hello, flight crew. Always remember to subscribe to me on YouTube and follow me on podcasts anywhere that podcasts are available. That's Google Play, iTunes. Anyways, we off. Easy.